Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Genesis Gems, episode 47. I am one of the hosts, Nick Stevens, and with me this time is... Aaron! Hey, how's it going, guys? Aaron, who else we got? Uh, Rob, I, I, I finally decided to show up for one day, you know. Whoa, it's Rob. <laughs> and we even got one better than Rob. Who else is here? <laughs> Willie! Willie! <laughs> so happy to have Willie here. So oh, happy. yeah. I know, from the, from the day of the Genesis Gems start... He mentioned he loves Golden Axe, which we're covering that today. So real happy to have Willie on the on the line, on live. Live podcast, Willie Culver. <laughs> hey, he's he's the one who introduced me to the Retro Junkies. Is that right? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Because wow. I, I think uh, he had started, uh, I forgot which thing he had started with you guys. I think he would brought Arcade USA over uh, to the network. And then I talked to him and he said, yeah, great bunch of guys over here. And I said, oh, okay. Ah, oh, way to sell us, Willie. Uh, I appreciate that, man. <laughs> that, was probably before, that, was, that was probably before I joined, right? <laughs> oh, obviously. Yeah. You know. It was right before two dudes in a nest, and then it just kind of went uh, downhill. Yeah. Those guys are the worst. Well, like two hosts, that's a nest. <laughs> it doesn't take very long for us to get that out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> that was quick. All right. Let's go through this real quick, and we can get on to some good stuff here. Uh if you'd like to check us on the web, you can check us out at www.genesisgemspodcast.com. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash genesisgemspodcast. Join our Facebook group at www.facebook.com slash group slash genesisgems. Send us an email at genesisgemspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at gengems. We are on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. And we are part of the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com. Awesome. All right. Listener business. We have one new iTunes review. Thank you so much. This guy actually got a free T-shirt out of this. I bribed some listeners yesterday, actually today, on um, the Facebook group saying whoever gives us a five-star review on iTunes will get a free T-shirt. And this is kind of a hiccup I had. I was promising the 200th member on our Facebook group uh, prize. Dropped the ball. Didn't get a chance to count who the 200th member was. So my apologies. Hopefully this guy, DJ Fresh, was a 200th member. Anyways. DJ Fresh says, I reviewed your show and all I got was a stupid t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Great show. Listen to two dudes and had to subscribe to the gyms as well. Keep up the hard work. So, appreciate that. We take that. back all the mean things we said about the yeah, about dudes. Two dudes. <laughs> For now. <laughs> um, did want to cover one thing. We had a really cool email from a uh, person named Stokes. And I wanted to read this real quick. It was actually an email from the last show. Didn't get a chance to read it. So, I... Of course, apologized and said, hey, we'll read this the next time. So let's go over this real quick. It says, uh, hey, guys, my name is Stokes. I found you all on Podomatic and now listen to you all on Stitcher. I've been meeting to email you all for a while, but, man, you all guys freaking rock. I listened to the Ghostbusters podcast first and was instantly hooked. I've spent the last month or so catching up on all the past episodes. I love how you all just mesh together and are super fun to listen to. It makes me feel like I'm just hanging out with my brothers. I love the extended sidebar conversation that inevitably creep in. I like how there's a structure of topics to hit, but really love the casual approach to it. I feel like I know you all pretty well, so I'll give you some background on myself. I'm from North Carolina, born and raised. And the playground is where I spit that. <laughs> <laughs> it's Philly, man. Yeah, I, was, I was getting there. <laughs> anyway, it says, uh, currently living in Alaska. Growing up, my first video game system was in a television, too. Unbeknownst to me, my parents had an entire stash of games for it they'd given me for different gifts. I remember asking my dad, where do you all keep these? Keep getting these. His reply was the same, at, at the getting place. <laughs> Moving on, my granddad bought a Genesis and about 50 games or so at a yard sale and had it set up for me when we go over. I instantly fell in love. 
had games from Barney's Hide and Seek to Desert Strike, which is tied, <laughs> which is tied as one of my favorite games for Sega. I'm hoping he means Desert Strike. Uh, the other was a was a pool game. I can't remember the name. When I he died, maybe. And, well, yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll, he had a follow up email. I'll, I'll do that in a second. Uh, when he died, he left me the system. Then I got to play it extensively. When I joined the army and left, it stayed behind. And though a serious of un- and through a series of unfortunate events, I lost it in all my games. I recently acquired another one and stocking up on the small selection at our local comic shop. My next two pur- my next two purchases will be Booger Man and Toy Story. So that's my Sega background and s- and some of my story. I know I've rambled on, and thank you all for bearing with me. Again, y'all rock, and I really can't tell y'all how much I appreciate this podcast. Keep up the amazing work, and thanks again. And then he uh, sent, an, sent an email after that. Real quick follow-up. Hey, guys, it's Stokes from Alaska again. I wanted to update y'all on the pool game that I could not remember the name of. It's Side Pocket. I actually found my copy in some boxes that were in storage. Thanks again for, for what y'all do, and the Splatter Sport episode was fun as ever. After listening to y'all for so long and some other podcasts, my brothers and I have decided that we're going to start up our own podcast. Thanks for the inspiration. Wow. Awesome. I had to I had to say the y'all. He actually spelled out y'all like, like Texan Texan say y'all. Yeah, y'all. <laughs> I love that. See where well, I'm from. We, we appreciate you giving us some feedback. <laughs> you're you're, you're, you're good, old Texas, good, good old boy. Good old boy. Step where I live. Everything's you guys. Hey, you guys. Use guys. Yeah. Use guys. Use guys. <laughs> hey, we don't like that kind around here. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> So we appreciate the emails. If anyone else wants to send us an email, uh, reminder again, our email is genesisgenspodcast at gmail.com. Okay, our next se- uh, segment, I wanted to give Willie all the time he needs to promote his stuff. So we're going to cut out Sega Snippets this time. This is uh, something I thought we would do and uh, let Willie promote himself. Promote yourself. Do it good. Promote yourself. Whatever you do. Promote yourself. Promote yourself on the Genesis Gems podcast. So, Willie, uh, give us a little background. You know how you started on the podcast. What you know, what you're doing out there with Arcade USA, things like that. Um, this is all yours, brother. Oh, okay. Well, Arcade USA actually started back in, I want to say, late 2012, early 2013. And it was basically an offshoot of Retro Gaming Roundup. And still is part of that that team over there. Uh, mainly, the, the purpose of the show was to... I, I used to try to go out and find classic arcades, interview the arcade owners, how they got started in the business, what their favorite arcade games were, do an overview of the arcade, stuff like that. And then I would go out and try to find some retro game stores and do the same thing, you know, interview the owners of the game stores, how long they've been in business, all that, all that good stuff. And it started getting harder and harder to find places to go to because it's kind of hard to find some classic arcades out there. <laughs> so I started diverting into other things on the channel. Uh, started doing more you know, retro game kind of stuff, things like that. And then my buddy Jeremy from Stockton Retro finally got me convinced to come on to that show because I'd never podcast before. He'd been after me for at least six months to get me to come on to the podcast. I was very nervous about it. And then from there, I started up the, uh, what was the first one? I think it was ColecoVisions was the first one, which is still going on right now. I've got John Lester, Game Study 1. He's my co-host on that. And Brett Weiss, the uh, author. Uh, he's my other co-host on that show. And then from there, I started up uh, the Channel F Files with Scott Schreiber for Retro Gaming Roundup. Talk about the Channel F system, 
one of the first cartridge-based consoles I ever owned growing up, and I still have one today. And then I also started up the Toy Tune podcast about last year. Yeah, it was early last year I started that up with uh, my buddy RK. Uh, basically, it's a podcast about classic toys that we grew up with from the 60s, 70s, 80s. We've been kind of diverting now to include toys of the 90s, stuff like that, to try to talk about more more things, even though we didn't own them as a kid. Let's see what else I got going on. It's hard to remember. I got so much stuff. You had a, you had a, you had a 5200 Supercast. Oh, oh yeah. The yeah. uh, 5200 Super Podcast did that for about nine episodes with RK again. Things got pretty hectic, got pretty busy, so we shut that down for a little bit and passed the ball over to David and Captain Bob, who uh, has the 5200 Podcast as part of the network now. So they're talking about the 5200, but in the meantime, RK and I and our newest member of the Retro Junkies, Mighty Matt D, decided to get together and just do a casual podcast on the 5200 uh, called the community 5200 community podcast where we just basically talk about a game how we like it stuff like we don't go into detail we refer everybody over to david's podcast because he really gets into the nuts and bolts of the games and stuff like that so we're kind of like a little offshoot of his main podcast First of all, I got to ask you, how do you have the time for all this, man? Because I know, <laughs> I know you're traveling quite a bit, and I know sometimes you even make it out here in Tennessee. Like that's one thing I've always admired about you is, is that you can somehow juggle all this. How do you do it? Oh, it's not easy. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm way behind in releasing episodes for all the podcasts because things get get really hectic, and I've got a lot of I got a lot of viewers of Arcade USA after me to make videos and come to the area to visit different places. I got a, a huge list of places I have to visit. I've been invited to different arcades and oh, wow. stuff like that. So I've, I've got a pretty busy year coming up in 2017, uh, especially with the new Coleco Retro Game Expo up in New Jersey. I mean, Edison, New Jersey at the uh, convention center there, August, oh. August 5th and 6th. I've been asked to come up there. So the ColecoVisions podcast will be there as well as Arcade USA and Toy Tomb. So I'll, we'll be pretty busy uh, getting ready for that show. I was supposed to go back out to Game On Expo to help out John out there with his show, but that's the weekend before, and don't think I'll be able to make both shows, <laughs> unfortunately. I definitely appreciate you being on the show. I just remember uh, I talked to you at one point, and uh, you'd give me a, a great recommendation when I was visiting Chicago. Uh, you told me to go out to Galloping Ghost Arcade. Doc and uh, I'm actually sitting here staring at a Galloping Ghost Arcade sticker I've got sitting on my desk. <laughs> yep. And uh, it's it's probably my favorite arcade to go to. Uh, and I, I've been there three three or four times. I even met uh, Paul from Retro Obscura. We met up there uh, one time. He just happened to be in town and... Uh, we just had a blast. I mean, they're they're just amazing because you know you, you pay a flat fee and then you can play whatever you want, free play, and then uh, you know everything is uh, just tip top. A lot of uh, great machines, and uh, there, there's not really a big selection, if any, uh, of the ticket redemption games. So it's all mainly classic yep. games. And there's some very unique games in there, too, like uh, they have an In the Hunt arcade game, which I love, In the Hunt, on my 
Sega Saturn yeah. and my Sony PlayStation. Uh, what's neat about the arcade game they have is they actually have the one that has the little aquarium. Yeah. The marquee with a little submarine in there. That's amazing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just cracks me up every time I see that. And they had uh, Sega Sonic the Hedgehog, yep. which uh, you can't play anywhere else. They, they just happen to get a copy of the board. It's really cool stuff. Wow. And, of course, they do have a Golden Axe machine there. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I remember uh, when I met William, I didn't even realize who he was. So this was early on yeah. in the net- network for me. That was a lot. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just had, you? I just kind of started, <laughs> I just kind of started, you know, talking with Robin Landon. And uh, I went down to the uh, Retro Gamer for the, uh, what was it, Retro Mania? Was that the first one? Mm-hmm. And, That's uh, right, brother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I, you know, William was there. I talked to him for a while. I had no clue who he was. And, um, it wasn't a, it wasn't until I got back to the hotel and I'm I'm flipping through the retro gamer or the retro uh, magazine and uh, I see an article that says William Carver I thought oh gosh I didn't realize who that was <laughs> <laughs> I felt that guy. so bad so bad at least he was a nice guy you know at least I'm like who's that jerk <laughs> 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 no, but I, I remember him being really good at uh, Galaga and Pac Man I was a little jealous when I was watching him you play mean Galaga 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 <laughs> I think that's what he calls it yeah I I pronounce words funny. <laughs> and uh how about uh your wife uh taking away your turbo express oh my gosh <laughs> yeah yeah i i love uh, galaga 90 on the turbo graphics uh, oh, express yeah. uh, i got to the point i played it so much laying in bed that my wife started humming the tune when she's washing dishes <laughs> and she stopped and she goes give me that freaking thing <laughs> what I'm starting to hear that in my head all the time. So she keeps taking it away from me. <laughs> it's like those old days I, when we were kids. <laughs> then, I put, then I put a, I hacked my PSP and put a TurboGrafx-16 emulator on it. And guess what game I stuck on there? Oh, oh yeah. Galaga 90. Right. So we're laying, she's trying to go to sleep. I think she's asleep. So I roll over. I grab my little PSP, flip it on. do, 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 do. Where'd you get that Turbo Graphics Express from? <laughs> you gotta find a way to like make it her ringtone or have her alarm clock on her phone. That'd be really yeah. mean. Oh yeah. Like how'd that happen? <laughs> what a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, if I could uh, just you know embarrass Willie a little bit, listeners, for, for those you might not be familiar, Willie's just one of the nicest guys in the retro gaming community. Just one of the mo- most giving guys I've ever met. I know Willie's been in charge of you know starting up our little retro junk boxes uh, every year, and uh, I just you know just just a guy that I really really respect, and I think you're kind of the epitome of what I love about you know the retro gaming community because you know games are supposed to be fun and and uh, yeah. yeah I mean it's it's plain and simple, and I think your <laughs> shows every one of your shows you got a million of them every one of them kind of encapsulate that games are fun you know so I just always respected you for that man and I'm, i've kind of wanted to say that to you in person for a while now so now it's official so there you go there we go <laughs> you're all right man you're all right that's how that's how bromances start that's right exactly uh, <laughs> here we go <laughs> so uh listeners in the notes of the show we will put all of the links we can possibly find of willie's uh, definitely go check out arcade usa that's where i first saw good luck 
the brilliance of Willie. <laughs> I love those videos. And, of course, we'll list all the other podcasts and everything he's a part of in the notes. So, and his uh, dancing so... videos, too. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why didn't we mention that? So when, Willie's when, got a boogie. When, yeah. When Rob, when Rob did the NBA Jam rap, Willie uploaded a video of himself dancing to it. And it was wonderful. <laughs> it was wonderful. I couldn't. The one, I couldn't. The one that's I, gotten around the most is the one I'm dancing to the with the turtle. Oh I'm, yeah, I saw that one. The turtle doing the butt the butt boogie, and I'm doing the butt boogie right next to him. I loved it. I got around quite a bit. <laughs> I still get emails about that. If we ever had a Genesis Gems dance team, it'd be choreographed by William Culver. Yeah, yeah, he calls the shots. All right, guys. Well, you guys want to move right along? I think we have a little uh, segment here that we like to ask one of our co-hosts here, and it's called Ask Aaron. Aaron Hickman is a dude who knows a lot about Sega games. Ask him questions. It's okay. And he will answer them if he wants. Oh, awesome. That was a terrible segue. <laughs> All right. He's yeah, a dude who knows a lot about Sega games. <laughs> You know, that was perfect timing because all that time that you guys were talking, like, my daughter Kat came out, my son Will came out and started asking me questions. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is the perfect time to mute. Oh, now we're doing Ask Aaron. Okay. So you were you were trying to jump ahead. They were asking you questions. Oh. You oh. See, he yeah, they there. were asking me questions. He lives Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. I lived the dream, brother. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so... I've got the uh, the page pulled up here. You know, I feel bad. Someone asked a question on the last Ask Aaron, but they didn't put it on the new one. So uh, I, I can't pull that up right now. But I've got the new one pulled up. Um, and so we'll start with Nick Mellon from the UK who asked. He's, uh, so he's looking at my picture here that I've got posted up. I, I posted a picture... Uh, Oh, well, Nick pulled my picture that I posted on my wall, don't come on a and it's a picture platter, of my office, but they do come uh, on and I've got a kind of boring beige cubicle it, here, and in a row of cubicles, uh, and so Nick actually asked, uh, these cubicles are really not that prevalent in the UK. Can you shed some light on what you do for a living? and what it's like in these cubicles. <laughs> I imagine it's amazing being able to ignore colleagues easily and just get on with your work. Yes, it is. <laughs> now, it's not like, um, it's funny because it doesn't like come all the way up. Um, I, I actually don't have a chair in my cubicle. What? I Yeah. They have a standing I desk, right? I do a standing desk <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, because um, for me, I spent so many years sitting down most of the day that um, what I always hear is like with diabetics, you need to have good circulation and sitting down all the time is kind of not conducive to that. So I decide I just stand up all the time and then just sit down on my lunch breaks and stuff like that. Uh, but to answer your question, yeah, cubicles are great. Your name's not Milton, is it? You don't have a red stapler. I mean, it sounds like they're kind of <laughs> pushing you out a little bit. Do you uh, play uh, your radio at a reasonable volume? Just a moment. That's right. They're going to put me in the broom closet soon. Yeah, that'd be great. Might just set the building on fire. <laughs> I just wanted to mention, too, uh, I I'd posted below this. Uh, I said, in case you forget how to spell my name, my name is literally right there in the picture. <laughs> and also because Nick had um, tagged me twice 
uh, he put Nick Stevens with Aaron Hickman and then ask Aaron, Aaron Hickman. <laughs> it's like I'm tagged like 50 times. <laughs> I want to make sure he, I want to make sure he saw the questions. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, we didn't have too many questions this time, uh, but that's okay. Some of them are a little crazy, uh, which they always are. Stephen Michael asks, Aaron, how exactly does the post, I guess it's the, uh, the posi track, Rear end on a Plymouth work. <laughs> and I have to say, I have no idea. So I Googled it. Wow. And I invite you to do the same, Stephen, because I'm sure you will find the same answer. And, and Stephen, um, I think he's a transplant from two dudes in, that, in a nest because he's always giving me a hard time when I give those yeah. guys a hard time. So I think that's where the question's kind of coming from. Um, but I, I think it has something to do with the, the transmission and, uh, I, I don't, I don't know anything about cars. So I will <laughs> defer to someone who does, uh, Willie, do you know anything about cars more than I do? <laughs> <laughs> Crickets. Um, it's a car show. Hey, that's right. <laughs> yes. Instead of top gear, this is bad gear. <laughs> we don't know nothing gear. about cars. No, I, I honestly, I don't know. It's funny. I should have just called my dad up, like, you know, a lifeline. Because he knows what? everything about, I'm sure he knows everything about Plymouths and any cars made before 1980. Like, that's that's his cutoff, kind of. Like, he knows all about older cars. Um uh, so he, he would probably be able to say. So I, I might as well just ask Stephen. So, Stephen, is it a, a hatchback or a fastback? Why don't you answer that question? <laughs> and then get back to me. How about another brain buster? That's right. Buster. Get back to the two dudes group, Stephen. It's <laughs> okay. I don't mind. Keep those questions coming. And then the lovable lad, uh, Nick DeMarco. <laughs> Our good buddy who hangs out in the dungeon, the Genesis Gems dungeon, he asks, if you could have that key to my cell and some mashed potatoes on my desk by Monday, that would be great. That's not a question. Oh, and if Sega designed a totally unnecessary polo shirt, what color would it be and what character, not that vile hedgehog, would be on it? Um, if it can't be Sonic, how about Vector Man and make it a green shirt? Ooh, ooh. Oh, hold on. Here comes my daughter. I think she has a question. <laughs> give, me, give me a second. She, she turned on the water in the bathroom. One second, guys. Talk, talk amongst yourself. Talk amongst yourselves. Yes, he, so he Rob, it. So, Rob, yes. you have, you've been a little absent for a while. What's going on with you, man? Ah, just, you know, just trying to uh, uh, get Turtle Flakes out there. You know, I've had the worst luck with that, too, by the way. We've recorded two episodes, and two different terrible things happen in, in, in the meantime, like, you know, with the Skype recorder messing up, and I can't edit everything, and uh, and then the other one, we got so off topic, we didn't even talk about Ninja Turtles the entire time, so I, I felt bad releasing that one, so. <laughs> so, you recorded the Ninja Turtles, but it wasn't about the Ninja Turtles. Right, right, so, you know, I was thinking I could do like an hour and a half blooper reel. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, other than that, you know, just kind of getting ready for Thanksgiving break. The kids were crazy this week at school. Oh, fights. I had to break up. Oh, uh, gosh. Facebook gossip that I had to deal with because uh, for some reason oh. they come to me. They're like, Mr. Luther, so-and-so was talking about me on Facebook after school hours. 
I'm like, I don't know what I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> wow. Like, well, don't, well, just don't read it. Get off Facebook. Yeah. You're, you're like, you're here's welcome. a clean. You're like, here's a Kleenex. Deal with it. <laughs> Yeah, deal with it. Here you go. Just take one of them, all right? I've only got one box. Speaking of Kleenex, how do you make a Kleenex dance? I don't know. You put a little boogie in it. Uh... <laughs> oh, what a man. <laughs> you know, He's I brought my weekend. son a knock-knock jokes book for his birthday. He's so excited. <laughs> I probably need a copy of that. <laughs> I will airmail one to you. Okay, I got one. Yes. Knock-knock. Who's there? Who's... Cows go. Cows go. Who? No, cows go moo, silly. <laughs> Sorry, that was terrible. That was terrible. Oh, Lord. I'm oh. sorry. Is this how we kill time? Yeah. <laughs> but he's back. I'm back. Okay, back. so I'm going to go back to uh, Nick's question here. He said uh, Sega could design an unnecessary polo shirt, and he said it couldn't be Sonic. And I said, go with uh, Vector Man. Vector Man Green, because I think... Vector Man is the unsung hero of the Sega Genesis, mm-hmm. and he's uh, he's one of my favorite characters. I wish there were more Vector Man games. I was going to say, so will we'll they ever come back? You never know. I mean, Sega, they worked on a... Um, uh, maybe they had someone else working on it, but there was a Vector Man game planned for the Xbox that never came out. But uh, I think they kind of were going in a different direction than what Sega wanted, so they just kind of quietly canceled it. Ah. Yeah. Okay, so let's see. Moving on here. Daniel Tolan, my buddy, uh, Dan from Retro Obscura. He asked, what would arguably be the best hummingbird-themed shooter on the 32X? (laughs) Thanks for really (laughs) narrowing it down there, Dan, because there is really only one, and that's Calibri. Um, So if you haven't checked that game out, it actually looks pretty cool. Uh, It's made by Nova Trade. We made Echo the Dolphin, uh, and uh, I think a Hungarian company. It made quite a few different games, but uh, yeah, it's it's worth checking out. Uh, one of the better games on the very small library that is the 32X. Nice. Uh, and the last two questions are actually 32X related questions. So without further ado, let's keep going. Uh, Joe Weiner. I think it's Wiener. If it's not Wiener, I'm sorry. Uh, so Joe asks, I have Knuckles Chaotix, and my coffee freezes after about two minutes after playing it. Apparently, from what I Googled and researched, this is a common problem. What's the secret of having it play? Uh, is it because I don't have the spacer for the 32X yet? Is the game? Uh, is, is this the game the Sega gods don't want any mortal to play? Uh, <laughs> You know, while I like that answer, uh, I think the reality is that uh, if you open up the 32X, I believe there's two boards inside that are connected by a ribbon cable, and sometimes that can get a little loose. Uh, So from what I understand is if you reseat that, uh, that can help. Or if you have a friend like uh, Willie, he might be able to solder it for you (laughs) so that it doesn't get loose again. (laughs) <laughs> uh, that's the most common problem I understand uh, with, with the 32X. Uh, it's just that loose connection between the board that connects to the actual Sega Genesis and the board that the 32X uh, actually connects to. Yep. Or the 32X games. Uh, and finally, Matt Daly, 
good buddy Matt. We met. We what actually met Matt at uh, the Lexington Comic Con. Oh yeah. Uh, he asked, "Can you guys do a 32x episode?" I don't know, Matt. Can you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, you know what? I think I've brought this up before. The possibility of doing 32x or Sega CD. Um, you know, it it just depends on how many bad Sega Genesis games we play. I think if we play enough, <laughs> then um, it'll vi- eventually just drive us crazy enough that we're just going to say, you know what, no more Sega Genesis for a little bit. We're going to take a break. <laughs> we're going to do another Sega-related system. But uh, t- to be honest, uh, I think that kind of falls um, it's partially with the listeners, how much listener support we have for that idea. Uh, that and... You know, uh, that was a perfect I, time I, I, to announce our Patreon. No, that's right. It's <laughs> if we hit that Patreon goal, guys, bam, we're doing 32x. We're doing Sega CD. We're doing Dreamcast. We're doing no, uh, we're doing Sega Saturn. Uh, we're even doing the the Sega Mark 1000. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I kind of leave that as kind of a Nick Stevens question because I kind of go t- to him as the de facto uh, leader slash punisher on this show. <laughs> He's our leader. <laughs> right? We love him. Just don't Thanks. feed us. <laughs> Stick you in the dungeon with the other Nick. <laughs> but No, I would love to do that. Matter of fact, um, might want to get Matt on the show. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Just uh, don't plan on doing Spider-Man anytime soon. That costs too much. Oh, yeah, I know. Truth. I like that Star Wars game. That might be something fun. Shadow Squadron, man. Ooh. I yeah. love Shadow Squadron. But yeah, it would be really cool to kind of branch out, especially because like the Sega CD and the 32X are directly related to the Sega Genesis. Uh, you know, I think it's just a natural extension to cover games like that because it's really like the Sega Genesis Plus or Plus Plus. I don't know if we'll ever cover any Sega CD Plus 32X games though. That's they're all <laughs> terrible FMB games. I don't know about that. But I think that was the final Ask Aaron question. You know what? Before we move on, let me see if I can find the other question from the last Ask Aaron that didn't get aired. Uh, Scrolling down, I'm just looking for a picture of myself. (laughs) It says Ask Aaron. Uh, Let's see. Oh, here it is. Okay. I think I'm going to find that comment right down at the bottom here. Uh, like I keep it rolling. He's like, yeah. I'm clicking, so, I'm scrolling. I got it. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Uh, so Sean Robinson asked, Aaron, how much does a Genesis Model One weigh? Uh, with this information, assuming a balanced and stabilized load is used, how many Genesises can you bench press? <laughs> Genesis. Genesis. That's right. Genesis. <laughs> uh, so I actually responded. Uh, I don't know if he saw it, but I said. Uh, I think it's a Genesis Model 1, is 1.78 pounds. Um, And I believe I got that off of, I think it was Sega Retro or something, so don't (laughs) quote me on that. Um, And I said probably about 30 to 40 Genesis on each side. Assuming a, uh, what what was that junk you said? A stabilized load, yes, (laughs) on each side. There you go, man. I, I'm glad you guys just keep these questions coming. I'm I'm always happy to answer them, um, even if they're ridiculous ones about cars. 
<laughs> I just want to see a workout video of him, you know, working out with, you know, Sega equipment. That'd be great. Yeah. He could use a controller as like a resistance band. <laughs> <laughs> use an activator. Yeah. Yeah. Cardio. Yeah. Like, you know, if you had the big sledgehammer workout, the MMA guys used to use that for an activator. Just... <laughs> I'd probably take the sledgehammer to the activator, to be honest. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. <laughs> Terrible. All right. Well, with no more Ask Aaron questions, I think we just die right into this. Uh, hey, uh, Willie, game on, man. Game on. Game on, Rob. Game on. Game on, Aaron. Game on. Game on. Yeah, game on. Sega. <laughs> All right, Golden Axe for the Sega Genesis. Um, definitely some awesome memories about this game, and this is kind of where we definitely wanted to get Willie on the show. I, I love just hearing a little bit of his memories of this game. I know he liked to play it with his wife and everything like that. So, uh, Willie, take it over, man. I want to hear what you, the you know, the basic memories of this game, what it meant to you when it came out, things like that. Well, I first played in the arcade with my wife. Uh, we used to go down to our local arcade on Friday night, you know, date night. And this is one of the two games we used to play quite a bit of, the other one being Gauntlet from Atari. Nice. But the Golden Axe game at our local arcade, we got to the point where we can go through the entire game on one quarter. Oh, wow. <laughs> got so good at the crazy thing. We held the high score for a long time. Then when the Sega Genesis came out, uh, we uh, picked that up because it had Alter Beast in there as the pack-in when we got ours. And then one of the games that Sega came out with shortly after was, you know, Golden Axe. Well, that was a win-win. We could play it at home now. We spent many a nights playing Golden Axe in the evenings at my apartment. And we got to the point on the Sega Genesis version we'd go through the entire game and not die. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, to this day, uh, we played it again this week. I was playing it some more, getting ready to talk about it tonight. And my wife, you know... We got fired up together again. She hadn't played it in years. And uh, she almost can go through the whole game still and not lose a life. I can't, but she wow. can. <laughs> yeah, she's got some mad skills with that Amazon. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. But there's a lot of little tricks and stuff in the game that you discover when you play it over and over again that uh, that really helps you, you know, get through the game a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. You know, like one of the tricks that we like to do Especially when we play two players, if you notice, uh, the enemies will try to go after the most closest player to them. So if you keep get on both sides of your enemy and you alternate who's closest, you can keep the guy just bouncing back and forth between you, <laughs> trying to get to you. And another trick that I like to do is when you hit him for the first time, if you keep from mashing the button over and over again, you can get it timed where you just keep doing a swipe, wait a second, another swipe, wait a second, another swipe. The guy won't be able to stand up to uh, fight back. You can just keep him locked in that position until he dies. You, uh, did you ever use the uh, the behind the back attack with uh, the jump and the attack button at the same time? Uh, yeah, every once in a while I would I would use that. Usually when I got two enemies on each on either side of me when I'm playing by myself, typically. Yeah, sometimes it uh, it, it gives you a little more range than a normal attack would, yeah. uh, especially if. It, if uh, a guy with a big sword was coming towards you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, I, I kept calling that split the offense. Like you try to get them on each side of you, and then yep. you'd start comboing one guy and then kind of doing that. I, I called it the rolling attack with the dwarf. Yeah, kind of kept your distance. 
Yeah, well, what's funny to me is that my favorite attack was, well, of course, I love to be the dwarf. I love to be, uh, what's his face? Oh, Gilius. Yeah. Gilius. Gilius. Uh, Thunderhead. <laughs> Thunder. Yeah. Uh, well, and I, uh, I, I love being him because he had that running headbutt attack. And what's hilarious to me is just that these characters just do not care that there's a dude with a big hammer or a big sword <laughs> who's obviously way bigger than you, and you're just going to, like, rush headlong into him <laughs> with your attack. And it, and it works every time. Uh, <laughs> the only time it doesn't work is at the, the very end boss. Uh, but that's another story. There's kind of a another trick to that, I guess. Just because he's got these two skeleton goons hanging around him. Well, if, if I had to think back on my memories of this game, I definitely played the arcade version first. Um, I mentioned this department store in a few other shows, but we had a Hills department store uh, about 10 minutes from where I grew up, and uh, they only had one arcade cabinet. And I remember uh, they kind of rotate. They had Michael Jackson in there at times, Turtles in Time in there before. But I do remember Golden Axe being there, and, man, I love that game. And, of course, I picked Gilius the Dwarf, which in the arcade version, he had a golden axe, you know, I yep. guess. In, in, the, uh, <laughs> in, yeah. the Gen- in the Genesis version, they're kind of saying the uh, first death adder you face is the guy with the golden axe, even though it looks brown to me. Anyways. Yeah, it's no. like you face <laughs> off against death adder, and then you face uh, death dadder. Death dadder. <laughs> death adder junior and death daddy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I saw, yeah, I saw some publications say it was death adder junior. Then I saw another one say the uh, main boss was death matter. Is that... Really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know who to believe there. What instruction manual you have? I have no clue, man. <laughs> Revision 19. But um, no, we, we pumped a lot of quarters into this game. And it, uh, it wasn't until I uh, got the six-pack on Genesis, which is very, you know, kind of far out in the Genesis lifespan, that I actually owned the cartridge. Um, have the same six-pack I had back then. Not a. I wish it was a physical I was going to say, you must work yeah. out. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not like you, Ruth Luther. He's Not got like that. Oh, you're right. <laughs> that one-pack. That one bag. Oh, I call it the. It's the keg. It's the keg. <laughs> I got the keg. Yeah, but uh, here in the past few weeks, I think I mentioned I finally bought the uh, the original version, not just the six pack. Um, unfortunately, it's the uh, Sega Classics uh, complete in box, which I don't really like that uh, cover. Yeah. But um, you know, I got it. So, and I only paid like thirty two dollars for that and gold next to all complete in box, which is a pretty good deal. But uh, yeah, definitely has some great memories of this game. Um, you know, it was real real fun catching up on it. How about you guys? Rob, do you have memories of this game? Oh, yeah. It's actually, mine was very similar to yours, uh, but the only thing that was different is I've never, even to this day, I've never seen a Golden Axe cabinet in person. I don't know why. I've been in a lot of arcades in, in uh, you know, my childhood and, and now, but I've just never seen one before. Um, so my first experience was actually at a friend's house playing the second game, um, you know, Golden Axe 2, and I hadn't actually played the first one until the six-pack came out. You know, you're, you know, toward the end of the Genesis um, kind of life cycle there. So I, I remember playing it through um, that for a while, and then actually in preparation for the show, I did buy the original card. Uh, but I think I uh, played it a lot also on the Sonic Ultimate Collection for the 360 as well, because uh, I think they had all the Golden Axe games on there. And uh, yeah, I, I love this game. Great game. Um, and I, I remember at my friend's house, even though it's Golden Axe 2, we had so much fun just working together and playing that game. So, And I remember being frustratingly hard for me as a kid, but I, I really enjoyed it, though. And uh, I, I guess for me, uh, similar experience as you guys, but I, I did actually play it in the arcade first. I don't. It's kind of hard for me to remember. I don't know if it was at a Walmart or something like that. 
I don't know if you guys remember when Walmarts used to have arcade cabinets like at the front of the store yeah. <laughs> before you'd actually walk in. Uh, sometimes they'd have like a little arcade area. Um, so I remember seeing Street Fighter 1, um, and I think Golden Axe was at this one also. Uh, but it, it was definitely a local place that I played it at um, when I lived in Flower Bluff, which is uh, Corpus Christi area. And then uh, uh, the first time I actually played it on a home console, it wasn't the Sega Genesis, which is interesting. Uh, this game was ported everywhere, though. Yeah. Uh, 8-bits and 16-bit systems. Uh, and I actually had it on uh, Sega CD uh, in that four-pack of games that included this uh, Streets of Rage, Revenge of Shinobi, and Columns. And, you know, that was a great packet to have um, you know it wasn't showing off like the true power of the Sega CD or anything but it was just really cool to have this game one thing I remember I think on that version of the game though it wasn't two players simultaneous yeah exactly which is kind of a pain uh, but I remember really enjoying the game um, I, I like the for some reason I keep going back to the dual mode where it's kind of a uh, a thing, an endurance thing where you match up against enemies and groups of enemies and you see how long you can last without refilling your health bar and without having magic and so it's kind of just you and your wits up against these guys but uh, definitely definitely enjoyable. Here comes my daughter again so I'm going to refer it back to <laughs> you Nick go back to you. I like it and I think the Sega CD version actually had some of the original arcade sounds which uh I really hated the sound of the guy dying in arcade because it sounded oh. too realistic. <laughs> it did. You were I, like, oh, God. Yeah, no, I, I, I love the one on the Genesis much better. It's just kind of like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the little clunk noise it makes when you finally get one. Go, thunk. <laughs> yeah, I love I, when he hits him with the butt of the um, uh, the handle of the sword. Oh, yeah. you know, that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Did you guys know that this game, I think it's the arcade and the home version, but not only do they use some of like the art style of uh, Conan the Barbarian, but some of the sound effects are actually lifted straight from the movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. someone made a, a YouTube video about it. Uh, yeah. That Yeah, a lot of the sound effects and things are pulled straight from the movie. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I know the uh, gentleman that you know was kind of responsible for this um, from Team Shinobi, that Makoto Uchida. He was really in the Conan the Barbarian, so that's kind of where the, uh, you know, of course you look at uh, Axe Battler, he looks pretty much like Conan the Barbarian. But yeah. um, they said that was a lot out. of... Yeah, it must work out. <laughs> well, it, it's funny to me also because you think how this game was kind of spawned from that comic and movie. Well, so was He-Man. He-Man was originally going to be uh, a Conan the Barbarian property. It was just going to... They, they already had the uh, action figures uh, in production, I think it was. And then they were just like, well, let's make it into something new. So instead of going with Conan the Barbarian, they decided to go with He-Man. But yeah, He-Man he was originally going to be Conan the Barbarian. So it's kind of kind of interesting how uh, you know that comic and, and movie inspired a lot. And as far as the info goes on this game, we'll do that real quick. I, I like this natural talking, so I really don't want to uh, hinder it anymore. We'll do this real quick. Um, this game was published by Sega of America and developed by Team Shinobi. Um, Team Shinobi did 
Alien Storm, which if you guys have played Alien Storm, it's pretty, it's pretty much the, it's pretty much this game, but futuristic. <laughs> yeah. So you can you can totally see how the same company made that. Uh, they also did Shadow Dancer, Altered Beast, and Shinobi. Um, and again, that was the main guy in that group. Team Shinobi was uh, Makoto Uchida. Um, and the only other Golden Axe game he worked on was Revenge of Death Adder, which was an arcade exclusive. So there you go. Uh, shame that uh, there wasn't a home port of that game. Yeah, yeah, I know. Great. Uh, it was released in 1989. Sound was by... This is from Moby Games, so I don't recognize any of this. Nankaku, Deki, and Amaki. No clue. I did, there, was no, <laughs> there was no link there. I couldn't figure out what else they did. I didn't really do any Google searches. And the uh, average internet price, according to price charting right now, this is going for $14.99 loose and $23.99 complete. 99 cent. 99 cents complete. <laughs> 99 cents. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, and I, I looked up on eBay. I kind of, a lot of the uh, auctions right now are $29, $30. So, there you go. All right. So, I'm going to read the back of the case. I was going to read the story from the manual, but I kind of like what the back of the case said a little bit better. A little shorter. Um, oh. Just barely over here. It says, in Turtle Village, the invaders are ugly, brutal, and 12 feet tall. They roar with laughter as they pound you into the dirt. Swing Axe Battler's mighty sword and shatter them with mushroom magic. Smash and blast <laughs> with Tyrus Flare's curtain of fire. Somersault and strike with Gilius Thunderhead's axe or scorch the brutes with lightning. It's a spellbinding age of magic, fire dragons and skeletons in armor. Battle the invaders on the back of a giant turtle. Fight on the feathered wings of a soaring eagle. Conquer and ride flame-spewing monsters of victory. Rescue the kidnapped king and princess to return peace to the world. The score is Death Adder. Thousands, you, zero. Grab your weapon and charge the score. So there you is this go. A, like a Led Zeppelin song? That's what <laughs> I thought. <laughs> Bum, ba, da, oh, back, the back of your box is different from mine. This was the Sega Classics version. Oh, okay, mine has a totally different story in the back. Let's hear that. <laughs> Let's see how different it's it is. It's kind of similar, but it's, it's a little bit different from yours. In Turtle Village, the children are fleeing for their lives. The invaders are brutal, ugly, and 12 feet tall, with huge arms and bellowing laughs. They love pounding you into the dirt. It's a spellbinding age of magic, fire-spewing dragons, skeletons in armor, Fight on the back of a giant turtle. Battle the wings of an enchanted eagle. Vanquish and ride flame-breathing monsters to victory. As the warriors swing a mighty sword and shatter your enemies with clouds of mushroom magic. Ooh, I like mushroom magic. That's pretty cool. <laughs> As the Amazon kicks, smash, and bless your enemies with curtains of fire. Ooh. As the dwarf strike with the golden axe, somersault, and scorch the invaders with lightning. Find the prison of the king and princess. Save them and return peace to the world. So far, the score is death at her thousands. You, zero. It's time to change the score. <laughs> Coming to a theater near you. Check all the lessons and times. That was good. Oh, man. That was really nice. good. We can end the show on that. Yep. <laughs> Probably good. Don't even, don't even need to ask a question. It's a gem. It's a gem. It's a gem. <laughs> the intro's a gem. We're the good. End. <laughs> oh, my. Now, you know, one of my favorite parts in playing the Genesis version, uh, I can't remember what stage it's in. It's either before you get to the Eagle, right before it, or right after. But you got these two huge staircases that you got to jump up on. And one of the things me and my wife like to do is get on the top of the second stair. <laughs> yeah. And then when the skeletons start to jump up, holler, swing, batter, batter, pop. And they go <laughs> flying off the screen the other way. <laughs> That is so funny. I did the same thing, and my kids and I uh, called it batter up. Yeah. <laughs> I like, the exact I same thing. That. 
That is one of my most favorite. I wish they make that a mini game of itself. Yeah, yeah. My my four year old literally. I got up there today. He was watching me play, and he goes, "Daddy, daddy, batter up." <laughs> Some skeleton baseball. <laughs> Skeletons never and had a chance. Another, another good trick is after you jump over that that big gap in that one level, and you're coming down before you get to that first village, you'll see there's a drop off behind you. And one of the things I like to try to do is I'll try to advance the screen just enough to get the little red guys to come on and wait till they start to charge you, then duck out of the way and watch them jump off the side of the cliff. <laughs> it's so I, I love all the cheap deaths you can give these enemies. Yeah. It's, it's great, especially the last level. I, I posted the video on the group page of that same thing, Willie. Uh, I called it Olay. <laughs> that was my... That's a little... There we go. My... So see, we're thinking on the same thing. I know, now, I know. what about the... Uh, the levels that have just the smaller elevated areas where you can run up against the ledge and have a skeleton up above and he'll just stand there and you just keep swinging at him. <laughs> I didn't do that, but that's a good oh, idea. Oh yeah, try that sometime. <laughs> just run up to the edge where they're up above you and they'll, they'll stop. You just have to just keep swinging at him and knock them out. Which is, why are you hitting me? <laughs> yeah, it's like, why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? <laughs> Pow! You're out of here! So uh, the genre of this game, pretty self-explanatory. It's a beat-em-up, and I wrote beat-em-up with weapons. Um, it controls identical to the first Streets of Rage game. Um, of course, D-pad moves your guy around. Uh, a button is your special attack. So like, think Streets of Rage where the uh, cop car comes in with the bazooka. Same thing here. With, not the bazooka, of course. But uh, you, you build up your magic. You hit the A special button. Uh, B is attack. Uh, C is jump. And you can double tap your directions for a run and hit the B and C button for like a uh, reverse attack. So... I thought that was pretty cool. And of course, you know, per the manual, you can go into the options and change your controls if you feel you led to. You give yourself more health. Yes, awesome. which I did. That's, <laughs> that's true, too. <laughs> which I've never... So I'm, I'm real impressed by what Willie was saying. He, he and his wife can beat this game without hardly losing a life. I can only beat yeah. this game if I take my if I take my health all the way up. <laughs> I used to be able to. I, I played it this week, and I, I can't get through the whole game on one life anymore. This, <laughs> now, my reflexes aren't like they used to be, man. <laughs> Now the, the beginner version where you only play three stages, I'm all over that. <laughs> <laughs> now, that uh, you, no, I was gonna say you mentioned the the magic. I guess the only difference between that and Streets of Rage is that in this one, there's kind of a a little progression system. Yeah. It really doesn't make that much of a difference, but if you build it up all the way, I think Tyra uh, has the most levels of magic you can get. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everyone's got like their own element. Um, so, uh, Axe Battler has what the power of volcanoes. Yeah. Yeah. Fire and rocks. Rock. Yeah, and, and then uh, uh, Tyra has flames, flares. Fire, uh, fire, fire. fire. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fire. <laughs> uh, and then Gilius has the power of lightning. I'm not going to say thunder, because thunder is the sound that lightning makes, That's and true. it's not the same thing. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying that, Eric. Wait, wait, so you're not thunderstruck? Thunderstruck. <laughs> you, you just gave away one oh. of my retrofitted... <laughs> I, I, you know, I got one about that, too, so we're, we're good. <laughs> we're we're going to battle. We're going to axe battle after this. Okay. Ooh, see what he did there? It'll be the duel. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I love uh, Gimli. I mean, Gilius. He's my favorite on the game. Gimli. Yeah. Well, the, the, funny yeah thing, Gimli. the funny thing is they they were talking about how he was also um, 
the Makoto guy was also a fan of Lord of the Rings. That's that's why he uh, named him that. Uh, speaking of Lord of the Rings, did you guys know there is a Disney spinoff of Lord of the Rings? Say what? It's called uh, Mary Pippins. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in there. <laughs> Oh, I had a feeling that was a joke. <laughs> you gotta set it up, you know. I even wrote in my show. You I even wrote my show notes. How to set this joke up? <laughs> yeah. How to set this joke? <laughs> you know you're in trouble when you make a show note like that. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, there's a, a couple shows ago. I didn't say a stupid dad joke, and someone someone got a little upset about that. So I gotta make sure I bring him back all the time. <laughs> Gets you every time. It does. Scotty Pippen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we went over the characters. Uh, Tyrus Flair, who's the Amazon, she's kind of the weakest with the best magic. Uh, Gilius Thunderhead, who's the dwarf. Yeah, I think he's the strongest. I, I feel like he had better range than the others. Maybe I'm just. I just like being him. Maybe it's I just because he's a little here. guy. And he's and, got that. Uh, gi- he's got that giant head compared to the other two. <laughs> yeah. And that that epic beard. I think that yeah, that's true. Yeah. that's true. Yeah, I like if um you know you play Golden Axe three, which didn't come out in the states. It's really depressing because. He's just sitting there like a like a cane, like he's too old to fight. You can't even pick the guy. It's really sad. But um, yeah. And then Axe Battler, who, like we said, was based on Conan. I think he's more the average guy. He's got four levels of magic, um, yeah, kind of in the middle there. But yeah. So, so I think we already said up. Uh, Gilius was my favorite. He was your favorite, Aaron. How about Rob and Willie? Did you guys like him the best? Yeah, Gilius. Yeah, he was my guy. I like Axe Battler. That's what I use the most. And I just love their names. You know, those are the, <laughs> the, the manliest well, and, and woman uh, names I've ever heard. They're, they're just, they're, they're perfect. <laughs> they're the perfect. They're perfect. Yeah, it's like, do you think um, when he was born, like, do you think his mom <laughs> just called him Axe? All right, Axe, it's time to get yeah, up. You're my little battler. <laughs> so was that his last name? Was Battler his last name? Battler, yeah. Yeah. The okay. Battler household. I wonder what his middle name was. There's gotta be something good there. <laughs> trying yeah. to think of something. <laughs> I was like, the, the, the <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> I have. I wrote down strategy. So my strategy, and if I executed it right, I didn't die very much. But uh, I kind of crisscrossed when I uh, go up towards an enemy. Because if you go straight at an enemy, they usually dash and try to hit you, and I really sucked at avoiding one, that. So I don't. What's that? Oh, they just make you want to jump. Yeah. yeah you want to jump. Jump. Crisscross, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jump in. I had the Van Halen song stuck in my head. Sorry. Might as well jump. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, like, I would I would try to go diagonal at the guys and then start bashing my attack button real quick. So, I don't know. That's kind of my strategy. You guys probably had a better one. It kind of kept me out of danger most of the time. But, um, yeah, I kind of like a better strategy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so much better. It's like yeah, I'm not sharing die. it. That's the strategy. Right. <laughs> Kill and don't die. Kill or be killed. I probably think, you know, I'm a huge beat em up fan. Um, probably one of my favorite genres of retro games, and I probably put a little too much thought into them. <laughs> so every beat em up game, I have some distinct strategy. I talk about like I'm smart or something, but I'm really not. So. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's playing it right now. I can hear it. I can hear it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, like I was playing on my Hey, nomad. that's okay. I think uh, I think Nick is usually playing the game live uh, right, at right. recording. I am right now. <laughs> yeah. Of course I am. Oh, hey, did you notice when I was playing it on when I posted that picture? The Nomad, he said? My Nomad. Oh, nice. With the screen upgrade. <laughs> Which I didn't know you could even do until I saw Willie do it. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> I need to get a Nomad. So I got I one of I missed it. I got one of these Dollar General Sega Genesis things, and the sounds just uh, it's pretty much crap. <laughs> oh, the eighty and one. Yeah, yep. Has the SD card slot on it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it make it it's, it makes doing a pinch. It does, and it was on clearance at Dollar Store for like twenty bucks. I'm like, ah, that's I gotta, what I got I, mine for. Yeah. Gotta have that. <laughs> <laughs> my kids like it, but it uh, not to be too gross. It kind of stays in my bathroom. But... <laughs> <laughs> it, it does in a pinch, right, Willie? But oh wow! I don't like where this is going. Did you plug in headsets to that? See if the sound sounds any better? Oh, it's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Luckily, the, uh, luckily, this new Atari Flashback Portable, the sound sounds a little bit better when you plug in headsets. Yeah, so I saw that. It looks like the same, like kind of plastic. Oh, game, it's right? exact same thing. Exact same. Okay, so yeah, cool. Same shell. Same shell. Same exact shell. Right, so, Rob, did you have any strategy? We kind of heard, you know, uh, Willie's strategy, and then Aaron's strategy was that it was just better than mine. <laughs> and, uh... That's always the best strategy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, honestly, I, I didn't really, um, I didn't get to kind of play a whole lot this week, just just a little bit, and... Uh... Off the show, please. Say what? <laughs> so, get out of here. Right? <laughs> Start my life. I'll see you in a couple more episodes. <laughs> All right. No, no, I just, um, you know, just kind of went right at him, and, and uh, uh, I did get to level four, you know, which is good for me. Um, so, you know, I got it's a not taste. a long game. No, it, it's really not. I was kind of surprised at that because isn't uh, – I'm just going by memories, but wasn't Golden Axe 2 longer or just maybe harder? Because I, I, I think I remember there being more enemies or maybe, you know, double the enemies, you know, two of the same kind later on in the game in Golden Axe 2, which there didn't seem as be, to be as many in this one. Yeah, I seem to recall that as well. Yeah, yeah Golden Axe 2 had a lot more stuff going on with it. Yeah. Especially, one of the things I liked about that game was you could select how much magic you blow off. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. The nice upgrade. Yeah. Yeah, um, you kind of held down A, right, to do that? Like, it almost yeah, like have a see meter. A, yeah. a little meter go up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That was yeah. a real great upgrade. Yeah, I, I just looked. There's seven level, levels in Golden Axe, too, just like this one. But um, like you said, there's just a lot more going on. Because, like you said, the levels are really short. You go through about two screens, and then you're at the boss. Feel it that way, anyways. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, like, for me, see, I, I only wrote down that there were only four ep- uh, four levels. So I could be completely wrong on that. But, you know, I get a little confused between, because I know with certain levels, you go into certain areas, and I kind of forget, is that a new level or just part of that same one? Um but, did you play the beginner's version? Is that what that was? <laughs> yeah, it might have been. <laughs> oh, wait, did you power the console on? Yeah. <laughs> did you... Do you have a Sega? Did you play There's supposed to be eight levels. Uh, I must have been playing the beginner or something like that. Playing the beginner one, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they, they titled Stage 8 the, the final battle with Death Adder. Death Adder so. See, I did, I did fight him. Countdown. Huh. <laughs> Well, you know, a good strategy is ledges are your friend. Yes. That's and one. also, we didn't talk about the uh, creatures. Yes. The Bazarians. 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 Yes. Yeah. I like the fire breathing Bazarian. They're like a half dragon, half dinosaur going on there. Yeah. I like how the. Which one... I... Oh, sorry. One of my big complaints about that is I wish there's a way to jump off of them because there's certain times in the game I'm like I really don't want to be on this right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's easy. So the guy hits you. Yeah, right. <laughs> right off. That's, that's true too. Right off. It's like Grand Theft Horse yeah. over here. 
Yeah, and I like how, how they like... can mount it too. Like, you know, it's kind of a. Uh, it kind of makes you pay if, if you get knocked off of that thing. I don't, and I don't think there, if I can't remember right, too many beat em up games that had something like that, like getting in a vehicle or. I don't know. Nothing's coming to my mind. Mm-hmm. I played a lot of beat em up games. Oh, where you could. Uh... Well, it made me think of uh, Battletoads does that for like half a second <laughs> on the first level. Until you, until you rage quit. <laughs> right? Until you rage quit. <laughs> I hate that stuff. Uh. No, it, and that's the closest I can think of gameplay-wise. There's a few parallels between this and Battletoads in that, you know, you know um, especially that first level where you, you have lots of ledges and uh, different levels where you have to jump. Uh, and then, of course, the mounts and things like that. And the fact that, like, uh, in in Battletoads, you remember how, like, those flies would take your health away? It kind of reminds me of how the elves in this game would take away your potions. <laughs> <laughs> like jerks, and then you'd have to go steal them back. What a hoser. Yeah, no kid. But too bad it doesn't have that cool pause music like Battletoads. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking so, uh, of the music, man, I really was surprised at how good the music is here. Cause I, I hadn't played it in a while, and I went back, and I have to say, level two, that track really fired me up. I, I don't know why. I just really, really enjoyed the soundtrack of this game. Yeah, it, it's really it's got a really epic feeling to it, and I listened to the arcade version and the Sega the Sega Genesis version side by side. And even though this, uh, the, the arcade version has more channels to use, they they really did a pretty decent job of uh, translating that over to the Sega Genesis. Oh, yeah. And all the themes come over very clear, and uh, it, it's it's just fun to listen to. It's not quite on the same level as you know Yuzo Koshiro stuff with Streets of Rage, but it's uh, definitely epic stuff. Mm-hmm. You you want to hear it really really good. Uh, one of the things my wife and I did with our Genesis Model 1 is we had it hooked up to our stereo system with the headphone jacks in the front. <laughs> it crank up oh. the bass and everything like that. Wow. wow. It's awesome to play this game when you got it going through a stereo. <laughs> Man. Did you, uh, did you get up and dance? I would love to see that. <laughs> no, you know, that, that's a good point that uh, you brought up, Willie, because I don't know if you guys know this, but when you hook up your Sega Genesis normally to a TV uh, through RF, it's it's still mono. It's yep. not stereo sound. Nope. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, you have to use that stereo, uh, if you know the stereo at the front, the stereo jack. The only problem with that, I think, is that you get some noise, don't you? Unless you cancel it out somehow. Uh, we didn't. Hmm. Oh, we didn't. It sounded good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Now you couldn't crank the volume up all the way because it would distort it, but you'd find yeah. a little happy place, and uh, it sounded really nice. <laughs> Your happy place. Yeah. Find the happy place. I can see Willie cosplaying, you know, with this game. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> being, I can being imagine being one of those big guys with the with the hammer. Yeah, I can see the hammer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the hammer bros. Hammer bros. My head. I've actually thought about shaving my head. You'd be very intimidating. I'd look like a hammer bro if I shaved my head. <laughs> as long as you go to the next comic convention and you cosplay that. Little man with my mighty hammer. <laughs> I don't I don't know what I could pull off. I don't think I could be Axe Battler. Maybe I could be Axe Butler. 
<laughs> that would be the most obscure like cosplay. No one would ever get it. Yeah. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so um, I do want to talk about the cover art a little bit. I, I liked it, but it, you can tell like this is probably some type of concept art because you know the barbarians holding the X, which is kind of strange. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yeah. But I really liked it. Very detailed. Um, I like it much better than the second one. The second one just looked like a. Like a bad book or something. <laughs> bad, bad book. Bad, well, bad like book. there's um, what's crazy is look at the Mega Drive art, and you'll see that that it, it looks like they did it correctly, except they still don't have the color of uh, Kyrus correct. Her hair is blonde for some reason. Okay. But yeah, yeah look right. at the Mega Drive art, and yeah, you see that Mr. Uh, Axe. The model. Good lord! Battler. Yeah, jeez. Look at the, look at the <laughs> muscles. Jeez. That's what Rob Luther looks like when he leaves Gold's gym. <laughs> right. I wear that same thing. Yeah. Speedo and all. Speedo with the metal armbands. <laughs> I want some of those. <laughs> good god. Even uh, Gilius looks pretty rough over there. He's look at he's pretty ripped himself. He's like, yeah, he is. I work out as well. Yeah. <laughs> Silence. Silence. <laughs> I, I, I do. I, I thought this was kind of funny. When you play the arcade version, um, when you start the first stage, this guy named Alex comes out and is like warning you about all this stuff. And so in the Genesis version, uh, he just mentions Alex. At least he got an honorable mention. You know, couldn't bring him over to the Genesis yeah. port. And he's like, uh, said something about my good friend Alex. He's killed or something, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was nice of him. Give Alex a shout out. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you know, it's too bad they didn't do a spinoff. Like, you know, where's Alex now? Some kind of like adventure game oh that'd have been good you know maybe he was golden axe warrior i don't yeah. know yeah <laughs> yeah well, you know or axe battler on the mass uh wait on the uh game gear remember that yeah game. the uh, master systems uh zelda spinoff type yeah. game yeah i like that one you can actually unlock that game on the sonic uh genesis collection on ps3 and xbox 360 huh. I need I need to get that. Everyone's always talking about that. I've yet to have like actually own that. It's so worth it. I know. Just for the trophies alone, I'm a big. Well, I well don't yeah, know. and being able to unlock different arcade games and you know a few Master System games, is pretty yeah. cool. I don't have the most trophies by any means, but I love getting trophies on PlayStation. So that would just be worth it in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh my, so what else we got to talk about here? Talk about the characters, the, how about the environments, the levels? I thought that was kind of cool. You know, you're fighting on a turtle's back, and you're you know, fighting on top of an eagle. I thought that was kind of kind of unique. Mm-hmm. I don't know, what I you guys actually, think of that? I actually like kicking elves around the campfire. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> I don't. I was playing Golden Axe 3 today just for some... Just, just for fun, and uh, the the elves in the Golden Axe Three look creepy. They look like little men. <laughs> it's just like because the elves in this one kind of look cute. And, you know, they got big, you know, big cheeks and just kind of cute little things. And the elves in Golden Axe Three look like creepy men. <laughs> so, <laughs> I gotta say that it's probably why they didn't bring it to the United States. You know, I, I always felt bad because like literally they're just walking around and see. I didn't know they they were actually technically called thieves. Um, so you know they stole that. So I don't feel as bad now. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I, as a kid, I was like, why am I kicking these little guys? But I don't know. You know. They deserved it. Now I know. I'm like, oh, well, they Let's stole Michael that. Michael Kelso in disguise. <laughs> That's my favorite quote. I don't feel so bad now. They're having moral dilemmas playing Golden Axe. <laughs> I mean, they're just wandering around. They're just probably trying and to find their home. 
the true reason for the ESRB. <laughs> what would you call that? Crude humor? Is that what that falls under? <laughs> crude, crude. Oh, God. Back of pre-chewed food. <laughs> Is there anything else that uh, you know, messed with you morally, Rob? That's pretty good. Well, well besides the killing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they took out the blood. Yeah. From the Genesis version. Oh, yeah. There's blood in the arcade game, especially when you take down Death Adder, blood kind of spews from his chest when the axe falls oh, on him and they took yeah. it out of the Genesis version. That's right. I forgot about that. They don't mind showing a scantily clad woman, but if it's blood, yeah, I'll I'll I don't know. Right. Speaking of the game, like, you know, being equal, I mean, women, they're fair game to beat up, apparently, in this game, too. <laughs> they, they, yeah, they just sit there laughing at you the whole time. No kidding. <laughs> that's true. That's true. You, you know, you, you you walk up to them with your uh, Bazarian, you know, your dude, he's, he's shooting flame on the ground, and he's just like, oh, 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 you can't kill me, and you just come up and just blast them away. It's like, and they're still, I bet you they're still laughing as they're bursting into flames. No kidding, jeez. Sound like the uh, Black Knight on the uh, quest for the Holy Grail of Monty Python. <laughs> I can still fight. You have no arms and legs, but I can use my head. Yeah. What are you going to do? Bleed on me? I just might. I just might. <laughs> oh, I love it. No. One thing I do need to say, I'd probably talk about beat-em-ups a little too much in this vein, but um, I love beat-em-ups that have a combo system. So, like when we're thinking about games like Last Battle, where you just throw one punch, guy flies off the screen. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Or even Altered Beast. I, I like Altered Beast, but... Uh, and. Uh, thinking back, Splattered House 2. Like, those games are good, but I always feel like they'd be much better if they had a combo system like Streets of Rage or Golden Axe. So it's just kind of nice to have that button mash where they're doing different moves uh, yeah. with the same button. Yeah, I'm yeah. just a big big fan of that. I have been for a long time. I think Double Dragon kind of created that uh, back in the day because most of your beat-em-up games were kind of just one punch, one kick. They're off the screen. Yeah, they all, well, they all kind of stem from, uh, I think, Renegade and yeah. then Double Dragon and then so on and so forth. Final so, Fight. Yeah. Streets Ren of Rage. Renegade was like, Renegade was like the first Kunio Kun game, right? It was kind of like the precursor yeah. to uh, River City Ransom. Yeah. Well, the Technos Absolutely. Japan, yeah, Technos Japan made a lot of those games. And Double Dragon. And so. Well, yeah. I know uh, Splatterhouse Three. Didn't they update the fight system on it? Yeah, it was more combo based. Yeah. 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 But for some reason, well, I won't get too much into that. But I kind of, <laughs> I think I might have liked Splatterhouse Two a little better. Same uh, here. Which is kind of weird. I, you would think I would just after that big spiel I just said, I'd like Splatterhouse Three better, but. <laughs> Oh well. <laughs> hey, one thing I wanted to mention uh, about Golden Axe, because we're talking about Golden Axe, right? <laughs> way to bring, way to bring it back in, Aaron. That's right. So we got him on the show. Got to reel you in. Uh, no, so I, I was watching a side by side video uh, because you know our, our memory kind of plays tricks on us. Uh, it, it's easy to think that oh well, it, it feels like the Genesis game is pretty arcade perfect. Uh, as far as you can remember but like the there's kind of subtle differences as far as color palette because the genesis couldn't quite do that sega 16 stuff uh the arcade game could do so you'll notice some like repetition in the environments uh and, and just i would say better colors used in the arcade game and sometimes like you get to i think the final death adder and he's got like this shocking pink <laughs> outfit on <laughs> I think it's like pink or purple. It's Joker's it's like, colors. Wow, absolutely. <laughs> but everything's a little more. Um, 
I would say the colors are a little more muted in the arcade version, and they're a little uh, more primary, primary colors in, in Genesis version, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. One, one thing I did like about the pixel art of Golden X, I can't, you know, you talk about the arcade, I can't remember this way, but if you look at the characters real close, there's like a black shade around the whole uh, art itself, which kind of gives it almost like a shadow look. You know, a lot of, you know, this isn't the most advanced pixel art, you know, being an early Genesis game, but I thought that was kind of a nice little touch by whoever created that, kind of gave yeah. it more of a, kind of popped out in the screen a little bit more with that shadow effect. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. I used to draw a little bit of pixel art back in the day, but <laughs> I'm not trying to act all uh, smart or anything. <laughs> I got I got a different job. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, like, doing a Genesis podcast? Yeah, like, like well, <laughs> seriously, my, my old job, we used to work with, uh, like, really, really old uh, uh, computer systems. We had this program called Optio. And all the uh, graphics, and the reason I, one of the reasons I got the job, because in my portfolio, I drew a picture of Mario with pixels, and uh, the person at the plant was like, oh, you can do pixel art. <laughs> so, wow. And we actually, <laughs> we actually had to do pixel art in this old 1980s uh, system called Optio, where you actually, uh, all the art that came off of the, uh, of the line for the labels was all pixel by pixels. So I actually did that for a living for a little bit. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Why Mario and not Sonic? Well, because... <gasps> Sonic was too advanced. I'm, I'm not the best graphic artist, so Sonic oh, was too, okay. just too advanced. Ah, oh, good save. Uh, good save. For my skills. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least with this home version, you got two extra levels. Very true. And a uh, Death Adder Jr. <laughs> Death Adder Jr. <laughs> you must have had daddy issues from arcade. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk you... about the, the ending of this game, which is one of the best endings of any game ever? Now, are you talking about the arcade ending or, or this ending in Genesis? I, I thought it was in both. I think they're different. I, I know which ending you're referring to. Go ahead and go with that. I'll I'm talking it. about the one where the enemies start <laughs> popping out of the machine, and you find out that the game is actually a game within a game, because there's kids at an arcade playing all Sega games, I presume. It has yep. to be a Sega arcade. <laughs> and uh, it's almost like Kid Chameleon in reverse. So like all these monsters start popping out of the arcade machine. And I think uh, the Warriors, uh, or it's like the end of uh, Neverending Story. <laughs> then the Warriors from Golden Axe pop out and start chasing the monsters. And uh, they all have a huge party. And uh, <laughs> they, they play a game of baseball or something like that. I, if I'm right. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that's the arcade version. I'm looking at a video right now of the, of yeah, the uh, Genesis the arcade ending. version. Yeah. Because on the, on the Genesis version, it shows the uh, at the end of it one of the enemies playing baseball like with a, the other one. Yeah, yeah, it's like a pong. They're playing pong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, that, that's one of the greatest endings of all time. Absolutely. <laughs> if I were a kid playing that, I'd be like, "What the heck did I just watch?" <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I I know we touched on the dual mode a little bit, which I thought was fantastic. Uh, did you guys ever beat that? I got to like level. I think there was, was there twelve levels. I think I got to level like ten today. Couldn't get any further. I think we should have made that a high score challenge. I was thinking for, the same thing. Uh, group. Uh, but that's okay. We actually, have we mentioned this before? We actually have a high score group for the Sega Genesis <laughs> yes. now. And I, dro- I dropped Gen- the ball on that too, by the way. I, I apologize. Uh, yeah, I meant, to, I meant to do one for this game, and I completely forgot about that until Aaron just brought it up. Because <laughs> I think the only time there's, there's a score and there's a high score table in the game, but I think only on dual mode. Oh. I'm not mistaken. 
Uh, but it's it's a uh, it's a fun mode. I uh, I think I beat it when I was a kid, but I can't beat it now. Uh, Join the club. <laughs> yeah, I just same thing. I don't have the finger speed. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Not having the magic to to, uh, to spam the enemies with, you know, when they're surrounding you. Mm. I, don't, I, I I blame Nick Stevens. <laughs> oh, thanks. You <laughs> know, I it's it's the only time I try to use his strategy and it fails me. Wow, uh, thanks. So, buddy. you're you're welcome, man. Anytime. I'm glad I'm there. I'm glad I'm there for you. You know, anytime I can throw you under the bus, yeah. uh, <laughs> I will gladly be yeah, there. Either for you, Calso, or Demarco. <laughs> there you go. Wow, that's not true to be involved in. I think I'm I may just, just quit buddy. after that. That's offensive. I'm just kidding. Same group as Kelso. Oh, I know, he's the worst. No. He is the worst. Every time we try to make something fun, he goes and makes it not that Yeah, way. why is you he know the way he is? They're covering? Wait, wait, wait. we got to bring this up. They're covering <laughs> Urban Champion. I think they're just riding our coattails because we just hovered Slaughter Sport. <laughs> they're trying to one-up us. In terms of bad fighting games. And Good I shot. went on their page, and they wanted feedback for the game, and I said, this game is garbage. <laughs> it makes Slaughter Sport look like Samurai Showdown. Oh! Bam! <laughs> Although I would rather play Urban Champion than Slaughter Sport. <laughs> yeah. But they don't need to know that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, he was, you know, Kelso was selling Genesis games the other day. I actually bought Hi. one off of him. But they, they challenged one of their guys to destroy a copy of Streets of Rage 2 and put it on our put it on our page and I told him I would be throwing the ban hammer down if that happens. <laughs> so that's a that's a dirty challenge. That's when you've crossed that's the line. Dirty yeah. Right. This was all fun, this was all fun in games ZT you mess with my Streets of Rage. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. So I think because uh, we have kind of a, a troll thing going back and forth on their group because uh, you know, Genesis, come on. Uh <laughs> but yeah, I went over to their group, uh Two Dudes in the Nest, uh their group page. Uh, and I said, hey guys, I have a new idea for a trading post. We're just going to get copies of uh, Silent Service and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and just trade them back and forth. That's all we're going to do. <laughs> They're rare. They're so rare. I'll oh, trade man. you a Mario Duck Hunt for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. So we talked about music, which uh, I'm glad you guys liked the music. I was going to bring that up because I didn't know if it was nostalgia or not. Because no, I love it's, it's actually it's one of those things where it's like couldn't happen. You maybe you didn't play the game in a long time, or maybe since you were a kid. But I think you could still hum at least one of the themes from the games. The da 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 yeah. da 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 da. Yeah, the stage ones. Very yeah. catchy. Yeah, one of those yeah. things that sticks in your head. Just very very iconic. Absolutely. Earworm-tastic. <laughs> that kind of does it for my notes. You guys got anything you want to add to it? Go to the next section. The, the only other thing I was going to say, and I think you already touched on it, Nick, I, I just thought the sprites looked pretty daggone good for, for an early beat-em-up for the Genesis. I, I thought I thought they looked pretty awesome. Very colorful. Yeah, yeah for 1989, uh, you know, they, they did a pretty decent job. Uh, the sprites do not look that much different from the arcade game, so... Yeah. Uh, I, I think they snailed it. <laughs> snailed it. <laughs> snailed it. Now, do you play Do you play this game on a modern LCD or whatever TV, or do you have an old CRT you play it on? CRT all CRT the way. CRT for me. Uh -oh. <laughs> I have yep. a six-pack. 
Yeah, I'm a up to a Amdeck monitor that I have, and it looks really good on it. Ah, yeah. Plus, I'm using the uh, the SCART to HD converter on the Schepter Skepter TV. How do you say that? That looks really good too. Yeah, that SCART to HD converter has been wonderful. I'm glad I spent the money on that. Awesome. Yeah, I, I thought about getting one of those, but um, you know, I like to be a real man. <laughs> <laughs> oh this man. Is just... Aaron, man, what happened? Jeez, oh, you on fire. I thought, I thought we were tight. <laughs> no, we are, man. You're like a brother. Oh, that's Just good. kidding. Like, bro- and brothers uh, tease each other sometimes, so it's all good. They got maybe stepbrothers, you know? Have you seen that? <laughs> I'm going to fill this pillowcase up with bars of soap, and I'm going to beat the crap out of you. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but love, man. Nothing but love. <laughs> oh, all right. Well... Can we go to Retrofitted Achievements? Let's do it. Absolutely. The Genesis Gems Retrofitted Achievements. I don't know. Uh, I forgot to kind of brief you on this, Willie. I know you probably heard the show, but uh, did you come up with any Retrofitted Achievements? I'm going to give you one. <laughs> just, uh, if you want it. Just message You already it said it. There's a band called Guided by Voices, one of my favorite bands of all time. They actually have a song called Kicker of Elves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just going to give you that achievement, my friend. Kicker of Elves. I like that. That's good. <laughs> of course, the uh, some of the strategies you spoke of are kind of my achievements. So you, you kind of, you know, you're right there with us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll say mine first. We just kind of go around the round table here. Uh, my first one's Olay. And I posted that on the group page. It's uh, on the second level when you get near the water. It's uh, letting the enemy run at you and then getting out of the way until he falls to his death. So, ole! <laughs> ole! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about you, Rob? What you got? Uh, first one I have is... Uh, this is little Rick James here. Cold-blooded! And this is kicking the little troll guys uh, to get the health magic points to, uh, in between stages. You're still morally wrapped up in that, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm hung up on it. I can't, you know? Just wandering around, trying to find their home, trying to get more by the fire. There you go. All right, let's see here. I had a few. Um, of course, Thunderstruck, ACDC, <laughs> uh, and that's using uh, Gilius's, uh, you know, one of his th- thunder power-ups. I'd say using his most powerful one <laughs> to shock the enemies because he's the shock master. Oh man! Hope he doesn't trip. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nice uh, little uh, wrestling reference for you. <laughs> so uh, this, this is kind of like a, a cross between this game and an ability and another Sega game. Uh, this one's called Rolling Thunder, and this is using Gilius's rolling uh, backwards attack uh, to defeat an enemy. So you know, Rolling Thunder, the video game by Namco, and then uh, you know, his last name's Thunder, and he's rolling. So I, like that. I, I don't know why I, ha- I don't know why I feel like I had to explain all that. Yeah, why didn't you? <laughs> I'm like, you see what I did there? Yeah, you get it? Yeah, yeah, get it? Yeah, right. I can explain it for you. <laughs> uh, Speaking of uh, Gilius, my next one is Ride the Lightning, and this is uh, using Gilius' hey. uh, lightning magic to take out a boss. Ah, Metallica. Oh, yes. Speaking of Metallica, go check out their new album. Oh, so, so good. Very good. <laughs> and Aaron, so, what you got? Um, so you know how you get to the bonus stage, and those nasty elves, they wake you up, and then you got to go chase them around, 
And um, it's kind of different than the original intention of the song, but um, the achievement here is you shook me all night long. Uh, <laughs> because you're shaking magic out of the elves. And uh, I'll just go with that. <laughs> He's all about ACDC today. That was good. That was good. Poor Allison. I'm telling you, jeez. Uh, and if you guys got more, I got more too. I got uh, three more. Actually. Oh, wow. Uh, my next one is uh, Charge, and that's using the running headbutt. Simple. <laughs> uh, my next one is This Girl is on Fire. And this is uh, scorching a female enemy in the turtle village with your fire breathing mount. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Nice. Little Alicia Keys. <laughs> you always bring the music. I love it. Oh, you, you got All it. Right. All right. So this one, it kind of goes along with. Um, how this is based on the arcade game and you stick a token in and you try to beat the game on one life um, and so I'm this achievement is dirty deeds done dirt cheap and that's beating <laughs> the game on a single token or a single life <laughs> awesome man, man well, Willie's on that I've done that <laughs> well, so my next one is uh, you dirty rat and that's beating the game of Beating the game of Gilius because if you read the storyline, uh, Death Adder be uh, killed Gilius's brother. So. Oh, that's awesome! You, you dirty rat. <laughs> uh, my next one's called Early Thanksgiving, and that is getting nothing but the turkey legs from the little um, elves in between stages. Oh, nice! <laughs> 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 um, I guess my next one is Highway to Hell. Uh, <laughs> And that one is uh, just getting to the last stage, you know. And if you can make it through there, you can make it through anything. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> then we get to the last stage, you get to the achievement Breaking Bad. You kill Death Adder. <laughs> Ooh, yes. Nice. <laughs> I like it. See? He's got <laughs> it. Willie's got it. He's got it. <laughs> okay, so my uh, last one's called Batter Up. And that's what we talked about earlier is getting on that second ledge. And when the guys jump up, you just knock them off. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And uh, my last one is Axe, and you shall receive. And this is killing the final Ooh. Dark Knight boss, uh, and watch, or I guess it's Death Adder, and watching his own axe drop from the sky and kill himself. Dark Knight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was going to say this. I've been trying to keep it family-friendly, but uh, Death Adder, hardly never. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, Sorry, I had gosh. to do it. <laughs> you, you, we've had oh, a lot of episodes. <laughs> My, my wife just booed from the other room. She goes, boo. <laughs> what a tough crowd, I'll tell you. <laughs> I, I have uh, another ACDC one. So you notice, like, you get to a certain point in the game, and suddenly the enemies come back and their palette swapped, and they're completely black for some reason. Oh, I like I like where this is going. So this is uh, back in black. <laughs> Aaron, you're on fire. Yeah, today. no kidding. <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll do I'll do one more, uh, maybe two more, oh. if I can roll it. Uh, okay, so let there be rock, and that's using uh, Axe Battler's uh, volcano ability, <laughs> shooting the rocks on everybody. Hey, we salute you. I'll pay you. All right, appreciate <laughs> <laughs> it. And then uh, finally, it's a long way to the top, and that's uh, getting to the uh, the top of the bird or the front. I guess <laughs> the end of the bird stage and you see his head pop out that's awesome <laughs> oh man he's put a lot of thought into this 
<laughs> Literally two minutes of thought. <laughs> oh. Were you listening to like the best of ACDC while you're... <laughs> Absolutely. Is that That's it? Like... That's okay. It. <laughs> That's all she wrote. Alright, well let's go right for this thing. Is this game a gym? Is this game a Genesis gym? Is it good? Or is it garbage? So, critical reception for this game, uh, as far as Moby ranks go, they had an 83 out of 100 critical scores. So that's awesome. Um, one of the notable reviews, I like to pull up the old EGM stuff. Uh, so EGM had a headline that said, Golden Axe for the Genesis has few flaws. The screen graphics are perfect with exceptional detail on both, ex- yeah, exceptional detail on both the characters and backgrounds. The game is almost exactly like the arcade, with endless fighting filling each round. Axe moves slow, but has all the hack and slash action you could ask for. So that's pretty cool. Um, Listener feedback. So we had a lot of feedback on this one. I, I figured that much because it's a uh, you know it's one of the more popular games for the Genesis. So let's just dig right in. Uh, Kevin Casey Schreiner says, as a diehard Sega fan, I must admit this has always been under the good category, but not great. Slightly overrated, but still worth owning. Uh, Daniel Tolan says, I actually grew up with the Atari ST version of this and absolutely adored it. I don't like the Genesis version quite as much, but it's still an absolute gem. Uh, Matt Daly says, Jim all the way, super close to the arcade version. This brawler plays and looks fantastic. It also has an extra game mode, the duel, to add another level of challenge. This was an early favorite of mine. Uh, Steven Michael says, this game is a j- j- Oh, it's a gym. I have fond memories <laughs> playing this game on my Genesis. I vaguely, I vaguely remember playing this, uh, I vaguely remember playing this in the arcade as well. Jonathan Grindstaff, Jonathan Grindstaff says, heck yes, total gym. Brian Bowen says, absolutely a gem, especially for two players. One of my favorite and most played early Genesis games. Richard Caballero says, Jim, totally amazeballs, Jim, Jimmy, Jim. That's funny. <laughs> uh, Mark Super says, I didn't like it at first, but I kept going back to it. Once I got into it, I really got into it. I would say Jim. Chris Call says, love the second one, Jim, totally. Freddy Velasquez says, this game is garbage. Psych, a total gym. Love this series. Real shame that we never got an official home release of The Revenge of Death Adder. Jesse Orta says, Jim, classic in every way. Great port, fun game. Monty Singleton says, Jim, arcade port perfection. Daniel Walker says, definitely a gym. There isn't much more I can say other than this game made me hate gnomes. <laughs> uh, Josh Dykeman says, good. It's just not good enough to be a gym, though it's still a fun game. The sequel improved upon the original in almost every aspect. Kyle Murphy says, obvious gym. Philip Gibbs says, Golden Axe is okay. I find the controls a little too stiff and single player is a little boring. But multiplayer is fun. Sega has made much better games in this genre. Not a gym, but not trash either. Liam Piper says, I'm only going to say it's good. The graphics and soundtrack are fantastic. However, I struggle to get used to the combat and the gameplay. Just feels somewhat sluggish. Also, the fact that if you get stuck between two enemies, you can, you can parry attacks makes the game sometimes feel cheap. The parry attacks makes the game feel cheap. Steve Miranda says, good, and better than the arcade version. Oh, wow. Anthony Anthony Pig says, this game is utter garbage. Just kidding. Truly a gem. A little slow, much like Street of Rage, but the sequels are definitely improved in that department. (laughs) Got a lot of people kidding us here. That's funny. (laughs) Uh, Dom Reno says, a gem. I have rented it multiple times. Benjamin Murphy says, above average. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a good or slightly less than good? Not sure. All right, we got four more here, guys. <laughs> I'm starting to get a drive out there. Todd Darnell says, when you look at this game objectively and then compare it to what it was at what it was at the time, it's a total gem. It was amazing. It was an amazing arcade port and control great. After seeing better brawlers come out on the Genesis, it's tempting to say it was merely good. But since I got this game right when it came out, it'll always be a gem to me. 
Sean Robertson says, you know what's a gem? The Game Gear's Golden Axe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Eric Gerbeck says, in a pre-final fight world, this was the best brawler up to that point. The graphics and animation blew everything else in the arcade away, and the player characters, and the characters all had their own unique moves and abilities. It was quickly eclipsed by the likes of Final Fight and TMNT, but that can't be counted against it. The home port was very impressive for the time as well, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention the awesome music. By modern standards, this is just good. But I consider the context, the time of these games that they were released, so this is a gem. And lastly, Jim Jones. Jim Jones, Jim. Jim Jones. I'll, I'll never go forget Jim Jones. Jim Jones, Jim. Really, really good, but its sequel stand out more in my opinion. Only just shy of a Jim Jones, Jim status. He didn't say Jim Jones, Jim status. <laughs> I want to say that. <laughs> Jim Jones, Jim. All right, guys. Well, um, for me, I'm going to cover this real quick. Um, I actually was a little shocked that I, I thought this would be like a 90% gym all the way across. We had a lot of people say it was just good. Um, I think it holds up great in the beat-em-up standard. Um, you know, I would play this game right alongside of like uh, Knights of the Round for Super Nintendo, which everyone says is better in every way. Yeah, it might be a little better, but I think this game still holds up. Um, like this right on par with like the first Streets of Rage. Uh, some of the early uh, beat-em-ups as well, but um, I'm giving this a gem. Uh, everything I just said, it's it's one of those games that I've never got bored of, um, which was one of the reasons I love beat-em-up games. I can always pick them up and play them. You know, I sat here and played this with my four-year-old, with my four-year-old the past few weeks, and he even likes playing it. And you know, it's real funny because uh, anytime he'd have his, uh, anytime I get magic powers, he'd ask me to hit my A button, and he'd go, "Thank you, Daddy." <laughs> so, I, so it's it's kind of fun to have you know some memories now with my kids. But anyways, I, I consider this game a gem for all the reasons noted above. And that's my final story on that. <laughs> what do you guys think? Uh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and go with Jem. And yeah, maybe part of it's nostalgia talking. But I really agree with those folks on our group that said you really have to compare it to the games that came out around the same time. It's not fair to compare it so much to fighting games that evolved a bit further after this. Um, and, and maybe some people will. But... This game is one that I can keep going back to nostalgia-wise. Um, it's the music, it's the uh, the setting. There's not a whole lot of fantasy-style beat-em-up games, uh, especially you know ones that are kind of Conan the Barbarian style. So I really like it. Uh, I you know I think everything kind of comes together nicely. It's best played with a, a second player, of course. Uh, but I like the variety uh, of, of game modes um, and just that it's kind of got that pick up and play. Uh, you know, once you beat it, there, you, you might not go back to it for a while, but I think eventually you will um, just to pick it up again. I, and, I, and I do admit that Golden Axe 2 is a better game, but I think Golden Axe 1 is better than Golden Axe 3. Yeah, <laughs> I absolutely. said it. Absolutely. Uh, and... I'm just going to go ahead and stick to my gem status. Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head on everything I was going to say. And, uh, you know, and I think Todd Darnell and a few others had said it as well. That, you know, it, if it, in 1989, getting this for the Sega Genesis, um, it, was a, it was a great game. And, and here we are in 2016. I played it again this week. And it's just, it's a great game. It's a fun game. Um, and it's pretty much anything you could ask for from an early beat-em-up for the Sega Genesis. Uh, music's great. Gameplay is great, and here we are playing it. What close to thirty or twenty some years later? So uh, good stuff. Yeah, definitely a gem in my book. Yeah, almost thirty. Good lord, man. 
And finally, Mr. Culver, what do you think, bud? Oh, it's definitely Jim. This is probably one of the uh, top ten games of uh, in my library. Nice. That's yeah, saying a lot. Awesome. That's one of the gemmiest gems. Yeah. Jimmy. Jim Jones Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I like saying that. It kind of helps my, uh, you know, per- I don't even know what word, word I'm looking for. Pronunciation? Yeah. Enunciation? Unique New York. <laughs> New York. Toy boat. Toy boat. Toy boat. I stutter enough. So saying Jim Jones Jim is just, just great. So, anyways, I'm going to lay the gavel down. We're going to call this a gym. All right, guys. <laughs> That was a good show. I had a blast on that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like the, uh, the sound effects. Good stuff. <laughs> Do we know uh, what game we're playing next? <laughs> yeah, so uh, listener picks. Thanks, guys. I guess you want to see us torture. We're going to be playing Heavy Nova next. Chevy Nova? Chevy Nova. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Chevy looked heavy, but the levy was dry. <laughs> oh, good one. <laughs> so that's going to be interesting. Uh, we'll probably won't have such a big cast next time because I don't think anyone wants to talk about that game. <laughs> but we got to do it. You know, we signed up for this thing. You know, back in what was it, Rob, 2013, when we yeah, started Genesis Gems, yeah. we signed up for this thing. So, so you know, for the long haul. That's right. Through the good and the bad. With <laughs> the good, thick and thin, we got to do it. So. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, all right, guys. Well, with that, well, we want to again thank so. Big thank you to William Calvert for joining us, and uh, we will put all his show, all his shows, all his videos, everything in the show notes. So guys, please check that stuff out. He's a huge part of the Retro Junkies Network. Yeah. We uh, lo- we love having him around. Yeah, Again, he's dude. just a good dude. We we love his post. He's always positive. Uh, good inspiration for that kind of stuff. So, uh, Willie, any final thoughts? Anything you want to get off your chest? No, no. I just want to thank Aaron for writing all the neat theme songs for the stuff I do. Oh yeah, no problem, man. I, I need to update some of that stuff for you, and I still owe yes, you a you song do. or two. That's right. Where, where could we find some of that music? Speaking of that, um, I've got some of it <laughs> on my SoundCloud. Uh, it's just under SoundCloud.com/slash/diagamblic, I believe. Um, and then, of course, if you listen to his shows, like the ColecoVisions podcast, the uh, the Telstar, it's a spin-off podcast, Coleco Telstar, Tri- game by game, Tricart by Tricart podcast, right? That's only four episodes. Right, it's probably my favorite theme song I've written for you, though. I'll tell you what, the ColecoVision song, like, it's ingrained in my brain. I mean, it's just in there. It plays yeah. every time I see uh, anytime I uh, Willie visits. I, it plays every time I'm talking to him. Oh, great! <laughs> I can see you walk across the parking lot and this music playing. Did, I don't did, song. Did, 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 did. You are the player. Imagine a, a <laughs> kick line or something. <laughs> and, and one thing I I don't want to forget. Um, of course, Landon couldn't join us today, so uh, right now is a good time to uh, hear Landon's thought on this game. Hey, everybody! This is uh, Landon. Uh, couldn't be on the main show this week i had some family things going on with thanksgiving and everything so uh first off happy thanksgiving everybody um so golden axe uh what what can i say about this game um the first experience i ever had with golden axe and this is uh this kind of cool was on the uh, sega classics version for the sega cd um i didn't get the the cool death screams and death animate or not animation but the death screams of the uh, of the enemies when you kill them that the genesis had it was kind of more of a i don't know i kind of compare it more to a mouse being killed it's just kind of like a squeak but um 
yeah, that was my first experience with it, and I fell in love with the game instantly. I really liked all the uh, the fantasy settings. You know, you had the barbarian and the female warrior, and then the dwarf. And I always played as the dwarf, even even before I knew kind of you know how the game worked and the mechanics and everything. Uh, the dwarf was always my favorite for some reason. He just seemed like the coolest. The uh, the beat 'em up, as far as a beat 'em up goes. Uh, it's one of the best. I rank it up there with like Turtles in Time and Streets of Rage. It's uh, it's just the the fantasy version of Streets of Rage in my book. Really, really dug that game as well. And actually, that was the first time I ever played that game was on the Sega CD Classics, uh, Sega Classics as well. The uh, the level design, love the level design. You know, there's there's traps if you know what you're doing to get the enemies to just kind of fall off into nothing and, and destroy themselves. Uh, the the level on the... Uh, I believe that was the one, this one, the, the one with the eagle. Love the eagle level for some reason. I don't know why. I always liked that. Really enjoyed the, uh, the enemies. You know, the enemies aren't the most... I don't know, they're not the most advanced as far as AI goes, but they can still, you know, find ways to team up on you and and do the dreaded, uh, what I call sandwich attack, where you're kind of stuck in the middle between like a skeleton and one of the goblin looking guys. And they're both just wailing on you at the same time. The, uh, the fact that, you know, the color coded enemies was a, was another thing that I really liked about this game. You know, you could, uh, you could be fighting a goblin, but if he was a red goblin, he was a lot tougher than the like teal turquoise green ones that you fight at the beginning of the game. And, you know, as each color went up, it got tougher and tougher. And it even in the uh, in the end of the game, which I'll, I'll get into here in a minute when you beat the game, um, they even have like a strength and speed rating, which I thought was really neat. You know, the different color guys, like some guys were faster and could move around quicker than others, but they couldn't hit as hard. But some could hit harder and not move nearly as fast. And then there were some who were just, you know, hard moving or hard hitting and fast moving as well. The... Uh, the boss fights in this game, you know, they're they're pretty cool. You know, they, they felt really unique, each one. You know, like you've got the two, uh, I call them the two giant brothers, you know, with the first level. And those dudes are just, they're memorable. And then, you know, uh, some, of the, uh, some of the other boss fights or some of the other end levels, you know, they weren't really as grand. You had kind of like the different colored, you know, normal guys. Like I called them the, uh, the knockoff barbarian and the goblin guys, you know, the the different colored enemies there, the, that could be a boss fight, which was a really cool idea because it kind of introduced you gradually to tougher enemies. Um, the the guys that I hated the most, though, as a boss fight were the, the knights, like the fully armored dudes with the big shields and the big uh, serrated swords. I really hated those guys. They were kind of a pain in the, in the butt. But once you figured out how to how to beat them you know they weren't so bad which that's a that's a lot of this game is just figuring out patterns and when to hit and when to dodge and and when to move so um if, if you play this and you get frustrated and you know you can't get past a certain guy don't don't give up just try to figure his pattern out and you'll be fine um but yeah as far as as far as the game goes though it's a great beat em up um I just recently, and I sent Nick and Rob uh, some photos of it, of me actually beating the game for the first time. Uh, 
I'd gotten so close so many times with the the Death Adder thing at the end where you kill Death Adder, but you don't really kill him, and then you have to go back into the back room, as, as I call it, and beat up, uh, as I so lovingly call him, Daddy Death Adder. Um, he's... He's not a hard fight, it's just those stupid skeletons are always hanging around him and they make it a little bit more difficult than it should be. The uh, the big death adder though, he's he's kind of a pain, especially if he hits you with the, the shockwave magic and then he gets that extra hit with the, the evil dragon, which I thought was kind of cool the first time it ever happened to me. I mean, I was kind of mad that I'd lost a lot of health, but it, I thought it was cool and kind of fair that he kind of got one of the same spells that uh, you get as a player when you play as the the female warrior. She gets the dragon when she has a fully charged magic, which is another cool thing I liked about this game was you could do the magic spells and them not affect your health like they do in a lot of fighting games. I really liked the fact that you could collect the, the magic potions and later on the magic books and uh, Golden Axe 2 to... Uh, to use the magic spells and to use your specials when you're kind of in a bind and as the dwarf you kind of you have the least amount of magic but you're supposed to have the best physical attack um the barbarian is supposed to be balanced all around and then the female warrior she has kind of a, a muted i guess you could say physical attack but a better magic attack so if you had somebody who could play as the the female warrior and somebody that played as the dwarf or the barbarian in a co-op, I mean, you could pretty much own if you got into a tight spot with her magic. The, uh, yeah, the uh, the end of the game's really cool. It kind of goes over the, the enemy's names, their powers, their heights, their weights. It's just kind of like a little statistical scorecard or, you know, a stat box for a fighter before a UFC fight or something like that is what it kind of reminded me of. Just kind of giving their name, their height and weight and their attack speed and their attack power and of course you know death adder he was he was all a's on that attack so yeah the uh overall compared to the arcade which i've only ever played the arcade maybe once it was really hard to find in this area but i remember thinking it was really cool because it was like dungeons and dragons beat 'em up type game which you know, when I was a kid, that was that was cool. I was really into The Hobbit and things like that. So it just kind of went along with that type of uh, fantasy in that aspect with the dwarf and everything. I wouldn't say so much with the barbarian, but that's a whole other argument for another time. But uh, yeah, the arcade is is one of the better arcade machines I believe I've played, and this game really measures up to that i mean it was you know it was as close to getting the arcade game in your house back when it came out on the genesis as you could get back then and i really really liked how you know going back and playing the arcade and then playing the genesis and the sega cd version all the the different versions of the game how they're all basically the same game they've got some minor tweaks like the sega cd has a little bit clearer audio the uh the arcade, you know, was its was its own thing, and then the Genesis was just trying to be the arcade. And I mean, I think it it succeeded in a lot of that. There were some aspects it didn't succeed in, like the the sound was a little bit different. And I know you couldn't do as much with a Sega Genesis as you could say an arcade board, but it did a really good job. Um, again, it was as close to the arcade as you could get, and I think it's one of Sega's better 
arcade uh, arcade to home conversion ports. Now you know you've got Outrun, you've got Super Thunderblade. I don't think I can't remember if Super Thunderblade was an arcade or not off the top of my head. I've not got any of my notes or anything pulled up, so we'll just assume that it is. Uh, but, you know, Outrun and, and Golden Axe are probably the two that stand out in my mind as some of the better arcade uh, conversions from Sega. Um, as far as this game goes, giving it a, a gem, a good, or a garbage rating, I'm going to go with... Hmm, garbage. No, I'm just kidding. I, I wouldn't... I would not dare to give this game a garbage or a good rating it's a it's a gem through and through um you know as an early sega game this was one of the must-haves for the system you know you can ask early adopters of the genesis you know what was one of their favorite games and nine times out of ten somebody will say oh golden axe or you know outrun or streets of rage that that whole that three i call them the big three of the early days you know, that got a lot of people happy. That and Space Harrier. I really like Space Harrier too, but um, that would that could be for another show. But anyway, um, this is Landon. Uh, just letting you know that I think Golden Axe is a 100% tried and true gem. Hope you all have a good day. Hope you all have a good, happy Thanksgiving, and I will talk at you soon. So um, just to wrap it up, if you guys like to connect with us, check us out on our website at www.genesisgemspodcast.com. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash genesisgemspodcast. Join our group at facebook.com slash group slash genesisgems. Send us an email at genesisgemspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at gengems. We are on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. And we are part of the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com. All right, guys. Wow. So with that, yeah. Man, <laughs> Not- if, if, yeah that leaves me breathless. So I don't know about you, Nick. <laughs> Lots of water. Lots of water. But anyways, with that, guys, we will catch you all later. Catch you later. Hey, you guys.